Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. All right, everyone. So I know that you all have seen that I do flexible dieting and tracking your macros. So what is flexible dieting? It is when you're tracking your grams of carbs, proteins, and fats each and every day. And you get given an allocated amount of these numbers to hit based off of what your fitness goals are. Now, nobody's macros are going to be the same. It's dependent on a ton of variables, not only just your height and weight, but just your gender, your past of dieting, how much muscle mass you have, how active you are. There's so many variables involved when it comes to configuring your macros. But I'm going to give you guys my five biggest tips to hitting your macros perfectly. It's not easy when you start. It's definitely a learning curve, so keep that in mind. But if you're starting tracking, these five tips are definitely going to help you hit your macros more spot on. So let's talk about what perfect tracking looks like. Now, I'm gonna throw out some random numbers. If your macro targets were, let's say, 120 protein, so 120 grams of protein, uh, 180 grams of carbs, and 65 grams of fat, I would say that perfect tracking is going to look like plus or minus for, let's say, plus or minus five grams of carbs for proteins and carbs. And then for fats, it's going to be plus or minus three grams. Now, you're probably wondering why the grams are different. So for proteins and carbs, that is because they yield to less calories per one gram versus fats where it's higher calories, it's nine calories per one gram, whereas carbs and proteins are only four. So if you were to steer away plus or minus five grams for fats, that's going to look like a bigger calorie gap than proteins and carbs. So if you are within that little bit of a range, I would consider that perfect tracking. Now, if you're like plus or minus 20 in either direction, that's not necessarily perfect tracking, but your goal is going to be to hit those numbers as consistent as possible so you can see some trends when it comes to your progress. So let's just jump right into the tips. Number one is going to be pre-tracking your day or um, even just your week, depending on what your schedule looks like. Now, you'd want to do this the night prior and just think about the day. Think about what you've been craving, what you've been wanting, like, oh, I really want chicken tomorrow. Go plug in chicken for tomorrow. Or, oh, I really want some oatmeal and I want some peanut butter. Go track that the night before. Because that way, when you wake up in the morning, it's almost like you have a meal plan to follow for the day and everything's already laid out for you. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. 
I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals. Versus going through your day, playing it by ear, stressing out about being short on certain macros or over on certain macros. If you pre-plan the night prior, you're going to feel set up for a successful day. And it honestly only takes a couple minutes versus, you know, going through the day being so stressed out about being under or over your macros. No, just pre-track. It's going to save you some time. And what's great about MyFitnessPal is it has an awesome algorithm where it will memorize foods that you consume a lot and even portions. So for example, I normally have 40 grams of oats if I'm having oatmeal. When I go into MyFitnessPal and even just search oats, it will pop up that 40 grams of oats right away um, and just my portion sizes that I normally do and consume on a daily basis. So the more you use the app, the easier it's going to get, um, the more user-friendly it's going to be too. My next tip tip is going to be have some food staples. So what are the foods that you enjoy that help you hit your macros? And try to separate them into categories too. So carb-based foods, protein-based foods, and fat-based foods. This is going to take some time, but once you, you know, put in a little bit of effort into figuring out what these foods look like for you and um, foods that you like for yourself that hit these different categories, it's going to make tracking so much easier because there's going to be days where you're running short on carbohydrates and you need to know what to grab, or if you're running short on just protein or just fats, you're going to need to know what to grab. Now, there's foods that are going to be a mixture of the two, but I think it's great to have them sectioned out by macro type. So, for example, like for carbohydrates, I really stick to um, rices and popcorn and rice cakes and fruit. And yeah, those, those are like the main carb sources that I personally like to do. Now, for proteins, I think of egg whites. I think of whey protein. I think about chicken breast. I think about deli turkey. Those are my protein sources I like to use. For fats, it's a lot of almond butters. It's a lot of avocado, egg yolks. You know, you got to have those foods in place for you. So when you're out on the go, um, you're going to know what to grab if you're running short in just a certain macro type. And you're not getting too overwhelmed with having to have this big elaborate meal if you're running short on just one thing. And another thing too is realize that you don't have to have an actual serving size of something. So if you're only needing like 15 grams of protein, you don't need a whole scoop of whey protein. You don't have to panic. Just do half a serving of something or a quarter of a serving of something. You don't need a whole banana to hit your carbohydrates if you only have a couple grams left. You could do a quarter of a banana. Um, You don't have to necessarily do the actual serving size. So the next tip is number three, track before you consume. This is a big mistake I see where people will consume some food and then they track it after and they're like, oh shoot, that totally jacked up my whole day. You gotta track prior because if you don't, trust me, you're gonna look back and get frustrated at where your numbers are at. Um, a lot of times our eyes are bigger than our stomach too, where we think that, oh, like I, I'll be fine the rest of the day. And then you plug it in after and you realize you're over or way under or your actual like macros are way off. And you're like, shoot, I got 20 grams of fat to hit 10 protein and three carbs. Like that's not going to be a good time. So, um, 
really make sure that you are tracking before you're consuming. That's a big rookie mistake that I see. Track, track, track before you consume. Tip number four, track a treat or track a craving um, at the start of the day. Now, this is kind of similar to the pre-tracking the night prior, but if you're having a craving, and a craving is more than just you think about it for like an hour or two. This is something that you've been thinking about maybe for like a day or even a week, and you're like, shoot, I could really go for some salted caramel enlightened. That's like one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. Um, But go about your day, like start your day, and I would track the pint or track a serving size or two, um, whatever fits your macros. And that way, you know, towards the end of the day, you're going to have a treat or you're going to have something to look look forward to. Um, and I personally like to have a treat towards the end of the day because I like to end my day on a sweet note. Um, if you have like salty cravings, maybe you, you know, pre-track in some like pop chips or something more salty based like pretzels, you know, make sure that you are having some sort of a treat and that way that you don't feel like too deprived on what your macros are. Um, And that can keep you motivated and keep you going, especially during a dieting or cutting phase. So track a treat. Don't feel guilty about it. Um, That's the whole point of flexible dieting is so you don't feel guilty with food. The choices are really up to you on how you want to hit your macros. Now, of course, I recommend people, you know, focusing more on the whole foods. I would say keep majority of your diet whole foods based. Um, but you know, some processed foods is not going to kill you. It's going to keep you sane and it's going to keep your willpower higher to keep you progressing throughout your fitness journey. My last tip is going to be, well, tip number five is going to be setting up your meal schedule. So look at your day ahead. Um, in my fitness pal, it's pre-programmed in into breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I think it has some snacks and exercise too. But I would say go into my fitness pal, look at your settings, and I would switch up your settings to fit your actual meal time. So I know I personally don't like to cons- like start consuming food until around midday. So my breakfast or meal one wouldn't start until around noon. And I like to eat around four to five times a day. Now, maybe you are up on your feet. You don't have the opportunity to consume food as frequently as that. And then you can just alter it to just three meals a day. Or maybe you like to eat six times a day. You can go into the settings area and really program your day. And you can label it whatever you want. You could label it like breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack one, snack two. Or you could do meal one, meal two, meal three, meal four. Or just whatever your heart desires. Whatever makes sense to you. I'd recommend going into the, to that settings section of your MyFitnessPal and make sure that the day is set up around um, your eating schedule. Now, um, a couple areas I want to touch base on my fitness pal too is when you're tracking your macros and hitting your macros to a T, um, sometimes the actual calories might not match up. So if your macros yield to, let's say, 1,800 calories a day, and then you hit your actual macros like perfectly and the calories are looking like 1700 or 1900 that is due to food labeling errors and that's nothing that you did wrong I would not focus on the total calories you need to be focused on just hitting your macros and that's also because a lot of manufacturers don't take into account the calories that come with fiber um 
they do rounding errors. So for example, if something is like 1.5 grams of fat, sometimes they'll just round up or round down. Um, that's nothing that you're doing wrong. So don't look at the total calories. You'll totally psych yourself out when it comes to tracking. Just focus on your macros. The other variable that I want to talk about is exercise. Don't look at that whole exercise area if it's, I believe it can connect to your Fitbit or Apple Watch, but do not subtract your exercise from your total calories and then add in more food. Um, I would say just ignore that whole exercise portion. You know, of course you could log your exercise, log your water, use that app as much as you'd like to collect as much data as possible, but I would not subtract my exercise from my calorie, my calories for the day. Um, and that's also because your actual caloric burn is going to be almost impossible to measure if you don't have like an RMR breathing mask on all day long. So you could be looking at your Fitbit and say, oh, but I burned like 2000 calories today. You don't know that. That's just a some sort of data measure, but it's really not the most accurate because it's not taking into account your breathing rate. There's more variables involved with that and it's just not accurate. So if you're living or dying by, you know, how many calories you're burning on the treadmill or during your workout, it's probably wrong. So do not rely on that number to consume more food or to validate your eating behaviors. Um, I hope that you're not focusing on calorie burn and consuming more food because that's that's another podcast for another day of your relationship with food. But in short, do not subtract your exercise from your calories. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about too is when it comes to other variables such as sodium, I would say that sodium really is not of concern unless you have some sort of pre-existing um, heart, con- heart condition or if you have high blood pressure. Um, if you are athletic, if you are sweating, if you live somewhere warm where you're sweating, if you're consuming enough water, sodium really is not of concern. Um, and then there's sugar too. A lot of people will stress out about their sugar intake. Now you're definitely not wanting to consume like 200 grams of sugar a day, but it's okay to consume grams of sugar. Um, you know, ideally you you would want to keep it below 50 grams a day, but you know, natural sugars are going to be more in favor versus a processed sugar. So if you're consuming sugar and your sugar intake is at like, let's say 60 grams, but 40 of those 60 grams is coming from like bananas and strawberries and apples and um, even vegetables, some vegetables have sugar in them, then that's okay. You know, it's coming from a natural source. Your body's going to process it a little bit differently in comparison to if you're getting your sugar from Sour Patch Kids. So I hope that this podcast was helpful for you guys. I know that tracking can be really overwhelming when you first start, but it doesn't have to be difficult. Um, it's going to take some time. You're going to have to be patient with yourself and realize, you know, you're not going to be a tracking pro within one week. If you were, I'd be really impressed, but I've been tracking for years and I'm telling you it's going to get easier, but it's also going to be a learning curve and something that you're just going to have to commit to, commit to having days where you fall short, committing to days where you go over, but just stick with it. It's going to get easier. It's going to get better each and every day you stick with it. And you know, if you do have a day where you are under on your macros 
or over on your macros, look back at that day. What went wrong? Take notes. Did you not pre-track? Did you um, not stick with your food staples? Did you eat out? Did you, um, you know, track before... I'm sorry, <laughs> did you consume and then track? You know, like what were the mistakes that you made um, that can make your future tracking go more smoothly? So don't don't feel like a failure. You're definitely not a failure. Um, there's gonna be ups and downs throughout your tracking journey, but it will work. Um, you just gotta stick with it. So I hope you guys found that this podcast was helpful. If it was, I would love if you could give it a review and also just share it with a friend as well. Um, tracking doesn't have to just be for people who compete in competitions, but also just for lifestyle clients too. Um, tracking is a great way to get data to really see how food makes you feel, um, feel and fuel uh, your day. And yeah, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks for hanging out with me and happy tracking.